0: Wonderful. There's a lot of chatter going on. I feel really guilty interrupting, but, um, but I am going to interrupt. There we go. And chance to stay around at the end for teas and coffees and say hi to one another. Uh, yeah, say hello later in the service, somebody who you don't know. Now, I'm going to introduce somebody to you now who you don't know, or in a moment, who you don't know. And that is Bob Gahl. Uh, now, Bob is uh, all the way over from Nepal. Uh, to be with us. We have, as a church, supported his ministry in Nepal for the last five or six years, I believe uh, so. And I'm not going to steal um, Bob's thunder by um, saying too much at this moment in time, because I'm going to ask him some questions. So that's the kind of main part of the message today, is to find out a little bit of what's going on. We didn't want to do it in five, ten minutes, because it's come a long way. It's a long way for five, ten minutes. Um, But just, uh, so he heads up an organisation, called United Vision for Nepal. And before I introduce uh, him to you, we're going to show a short video about their work. Thank you.
1: Until the late 1950s, there was no known Christian church in Nepal. From very small beginnings, the church in Until the late 1950s, there was no known Christian church in Nepal. From very small beginnings, the church in Nepal has seen unprecedented growth. In the space of just 60 years, there are now 650,000 believers, making Nepal one of the world's fastest growing churches. United Vision Nepal, UVN, is a Christian organization which is funded by the generosity of individuals and churches who believe in its vision. To see one church and one trained leader in every village in Nepal. UVN believes its vision is most effective when it works through local pastors and leaders who have a passion to plant churches in their own local areas.
2: So, Nepal is full of villages. Uh, over 90% people still live in the villages. If we are to win this country, this nation to Christ, it is important that we plant uh, this biblical Jesus Church in every village. And that's how we can win the nation for Christ.
1: Over the last 10 years, UVN has provided intensive training to over 43 men from 43 different districts across Nepal. God has used these men in a mighty way, and UVN has been privileged to see hundreds of men and women coming to faith in Jesus Christ and over 170 churches established. Prakash was one of the many men who has been trained by UVN, and as a result, God has used Prakash to plant over 28 churches and train many others to also plant new churches.
3: We had been praying for the village of Lagada for some time. We had been looking for the best way to share the Gospel with its 45 households. It was directly through UVN's biosand filter and literacy projects. That we were able to enter the village and within time share the gospel. Many people accepted Jesus into their lives and were set free from evil spirits. Slowly we have discipled individuals and planted a church in the village. Now there are more than eight households who attend the church every week.
1: However, it did not stop there. The strategy of UVN's training is to train leaders who train leaders, as seen in 2 Timothy 2.2. Because of extensive training and years as a practitioner, Prakash is now one of UVN's master trainers.
3: First, I trained a local leader in all principles of church planting, as it says in 2 Timothy 2.2. Through social projects in Lagada, Pastor Ganga slowly developed a relationship with a village leader called Rajkumar. After hearing the Gospel, Raj accepted Christ and has grown as a disciple of Jesus. In the literacy class located in the village, Pastor Ganga also taught Raj's daughter, Bapita Sadai, how to study the Bible, share the Gospel, lead people to Christ and disciple them. Today, she is also serving the Lord as one of the leaders.
2: We like to believe that God uses more effectively and powerfully Uh, and God calls the local leaders for their own people and for their own tribe, for their own community.
3: My vision is to see churches planted all over the Ramachap district. My prayer is, your kingdom come.
1: High in the mountains of Nepal lives Pastor Chudamuni and his family. He has dedicated himself to reaching the people in his district with the gospel.
3: In the early morning, I would eat at my house and then travel downhill for three to four hours and share the gospel. Nobody even offered me a cup of boiled water. I then climbed back uphill, which took around four to five hours. I have struggled a lot in this place while evangelizing, but now there are eight households having fellowship, and so far I have baptized more than 40 people.
0: Uh, My role in Ubian is uh, to train, equip uh, the church founders of the district representatives and also partner with UBN master trainer, regional representatives, so that they may able to move forward to establish the church and raise multiple uh, disciples. And we encourage them to raise disciples and release with the authority so that the church will be uh, established everywhere.
1: Before Pastor Rupesh Rai, there was no church in the village of Santi and most people, both young and old, were living under the influence of drugs, alcohol, and superstitions.
3: With the help of UVN, I organized a social awareness program. As a result, 8 to 10 people accepted the Lord. This was a key turning point in the village. Through our partnership with UVN in training, teaching, and equipping, Nepal Crystal Church has now established 5 branch churches and 24 cell churches.
1: Singol only had one water tap for the entire village. Elder Bim Sabah, along with the help of UVN, worked in the village on many social projects. And UVN helped supply them with drinking water for both fields and every house in the community.
3: There are certain places where people ignore and persecute Christians. But when UVN enter these places, fulfilling their basic needs, their views towards Christians change. UVN has invested in this village and it is because of the church. Therefore, the villagers said, we must do something for the church. They opened their hands and helped to build a church building. Through UVN, we have seen transformation take place. Although this village are non Christian, they love us and equally contribute in our ministry.
1: Through this church planting method, UVN has seen over 170 churches established in villages throughout Nepal. But there is still so much to do. UVN's vision is to see one church and one trained leader in every village. And with so many villages still to reach, we require the help of both individuals and churches to stand alongside us in accomplishing this vision. Help us change communities and transform lives with the love of God.
0: Now, it's a privilege for us alongside a few other Edom churches in the UK to support this amazing work. And uh, I'd like you to give a real special welcome to Bob as he comes up and uh, shares with us now. Come on, Bob. Just join us. Seat. We're going to try the chairs. There we go. The stools. There we go. You look good on video, Bob. You look good on video. Thank you. You came out very well. A lot better than I do. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. So do you want to just mention startup? What's been going on? Why are you in the UK for these few weeks?
2: Yes. um, Me and my family, my wife and daughter, we are here in this country. We arrived on 26th of uh, April and uh, we'll be here until um, 5th of uh, June. Uh, the reason we are here is of course uh, to attend we are a miss- missionary from this country elim missionary uh, to my own country and uh, partly we were invited to attend mission conference and uh, uh, other uh, leadership conference also also we will be speaking in many churches and i have the privilege to speak in your church uh, first and uh, I'll be going around. Well, mainly, uh, more than that, um, some people say, are you here to raise support for your work? Uh, Well, that is also part of the reason. But more than that, I think I am here um, also to encourage the churches here and uh, to report and update what is going on in that part of the world uh, through the ministry. And um, so much uh, from this part of the world Uh, missionaries in the past have gone to share the gospel, and i I probably also one of the fruits of their work, and um, we like to uh, come back and encourage the church here as well and uh, share God's story uh, by sharing God's stories what's going, going on and which you deserve very much as you support. I think uh, we would like to encourage and inspire the church here in this country also, part of the region I am here. Fantastic.
0: So uh, once a year, the uh, Ealing pastors and ministers and others get together for a conference in Harrogate, and uh, the week before in Malvern, um ELIM missionaries from around the world, they have their conference, and then they join the, the wider conference as well. So, And I met Bob only uh, at the conference, so yes. it's wonderful to uh, meet you, Bob. Should you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, uh, anything you want to tell us about Nepal? Thank you. Um,
2: yes, my name is Bob Gully. Uh, I come from Nepal. And uh, Nepal is a tiny country, um, and uh, just to give you an idea, this is a small uh, country of Himalayas. Uh, you uh, must have heard uh, Mount Everest uh, a lot. I think that is the country where Mount Everest is, and uh, it's a country of Himalayas. Um, and it is uh, located uh, just between two giant countries, uh, China and India. Um, And uh, to share a little bit about uh, myself, uh, I was born and raised up um, in a mountain village in the northern part of Nepal. And I come from basically Hindu and Buddhist background. And uh, uh, I'll try to keep it short. Um, Well, uh, at the age of around... 12 and 13, I think 13 years of uh, years in that teenage uh, time while I was still attending the school, somebody, evangelist, missionary, climbed up uh, mountain hills um, and walked to that uh, village uh, where I come from, um, where I was born, a village called Barpak uh, in northern part of Nepal. And um, he gave a gospel tract to my dad, who then passed that gospel tract uh, to me, ensure that um, I read because he's very much keen that I get knowledge, um, and um, he wants me to, um, you know, read uh, because he never went to uh, school and college, and he he joined Indian Army, that's where he developed uh, his career as well as uh, he was educated in Indian Army. Um, that was his school and college. So he really um, experienced and valued um, the importance of education so everything that uh, he finds books or tracts and he just make sure he give his, uh, give it to me and make sure he i read it so he, without he, he didn't read it then he didn't even read it <laughs> he passed it on to me so it, means, uh, it was like uh, he evangelized me uh, you know before he even became christian <laughs> by passing on that gospel tract and we still don't know who that person is and uh, we don't remember and um, so that was the turning point, and that uh, was the first time I read uh, something uh, in that uh, gospel tract about Jesus. And um, this God was very much new God to me, the, uh, very different from the God I, I used to worship, and I, uh, I knew. Um, because in Nepal, we almost worship anything. You know, uh, wood, stone, trees, moon, you know, animals, uh, even dog, you know, birds. Uh, 33 million gods and goddesses, you know, uh, are there. And um, uh, actually, uh, my uh, group of people, um, we worship ancestors. Uh, we are ancestor worshippers, And uh, basically, the god I knew was stone god idol God, something like that. But this God who came to earth to die for sinners and rose again, it's just a different idea uh, of God. And I wanted to know more about this God. And uh, at that time, Christianity was banned. We were not allowed to um, uh, worship and um, um, Evangelize and uh, because king was ruling, it was autocratic kingdom. Um, and that uh, I wanted to know more about this uh, Jesus uh, God, and I wrote uh, to the address that was given in that gospel track. I remember that was from India, uh, next neighbor country. And uh, I wrote to them, and they sent me um, uh, another information about Jesus and also enrolled me in a Bible you know, correspondence kind kind of correspondence course, um, and uh, so every time I receive something, um, you know, with the scriptures from the Bible quoted, a kind of basic lessons about Christianity, and uh, I uh, was to read them and answer the questions given and send it to them, and they would again send another lessons So that took for a while, quite a couple of, more than a couple of years. And at the end, um, they sent me a Nepali New Testament Bible. So that was the first um, Bible uh, in my language I received. And I feel like, oh, now I know where they were quoting all these good words of, you know, God. And I got everything now. You know, I was really excited. So, cutting long story short, I then came down to uh, Kathmandu Capital City for further studies, and uh, that's where I found local church there, and uh, I got baptized, and um, I informed my parents that I became Christian. So, um, it must be shocking for them, uh, but I said, it is because (laughs) It is, um, you know, uh, because of that gospel tract, uh, I come to know Jesus, and I accepted Jesus Christ. So, uh, basically, I was saying, it's your fault, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and after I became Christian, uh, I started to tell about uh, Jesus to my parents, and uh, thanks God, they accepted Jesus also, you know, they came to Christ. So I was the first person in my family who came to Christ, and uh, again, my parents, my home, was the first mission field (laughs) that I started uh, to minister. Uh, And then I share with my relatives, friends, and other people in the village. Um, um, Then a church got established in that uh, village, and we have a thriving, you know, uh, church uh, going on in the village. Uh, But God never, uh, I never felt that uh, God called me to be the pastor of the church. I could have ended up easily being the pastor of that local church in my village. But now, then when I remember, I see God's bigger plan uh, than that. And uh, in my journey, uh, I thought, I'm done. Uh, I have evangelized my village. I brought my parents to Christ and uh, uh, my friends and relatives and the church got established. Then I feel like I'm done. That's enough. (laughs) Uh, Then God, you know, uh, showed me the vision Um, and uh, God's calling was to uh, go to other villages to plant churches. Uh, Actually, I came to this uh, country and I lived for five years, and uh, in a way I I did not, without really knowing God's bigger plan in my life, I came here for studies and future prospects. Um, Then I I sense strong God's call uh, uh, to continue to uh, minister, uh, not only to my village but other countries, and uh, Nepal is full of villages and God gave me a vision to plant churches uh, in other villages. It's like now you have done with your family, your village, you have to go to other villages in the country. So, so in so that t- case...
0: So you were in the UK when you yes, received that vision? Yes, in two thousand, Yeah, in 2001. Ah, okay.
2: and, uh, and then I changed my studies. I wanted to do... Um, uh, I wanted to study management. And then in that case, uh, then I have to uh, change my studies. So I went... Uh, I went to London School of Theology, uh, where I have completed uh, BA uh, honors uh, degree in theology, and uh, after that, I chose to go back uh, to Nepal with the family and uh, and and started to. Uh, Plant churches uh, in Nepal in other villages. Uh, Although the the video clip uh, said that 170 something churches, actually that was this video is uh, already old. And uh, there are more than 200 churches are planted across the
0: country. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Now that's fantastic, Rob. So um, when you you had this vision then, and you went back to Nepal. Nepal. Yeah, how did you start? How did you start this? Or, uh, you know, if you're going to plant a church in a village, yes. how do you go about it? Yes, um, I think uh, this
2: video also has given, up, given a little bit of idea how we do, but uh, we have a uh, very specific uh, church planting model that uh, we do as part of the church planting movement. When we went back, actually, uh, I, all I had was just a vision to uh, plant churches in the villages. We had no idea how and where, you know, and uh, who's uh, going to journey with us, where the resources going to come. It's literally, it's, we started uh, from the scratch, from blank sheet of kind of paper. And uh, so we had to learn ourselves how to do. So in four years, we planted uh, four churches in different uh, villages. So the vision is to see one church and one trend leader in every village. And uh, for that, you really, you know, need a united force and you need uh, uh, strategy as such that it will multiply, not just one church in one year. <laughs> so uh, that uh, would not work. So we reviewed uh, the strategy and we started to find the ways to do. And uh, we also found one the church planting manual that has been developed in the context of uh, Asian countries—you know, our country is very much agriculture country—and there is a church planting manual called Four which is very much based on Mark chapter four and uh, is, um, uh, you know, uh, it it uh, teaches something uh, something similar to uh, agriculture—you know, planting the seed and grows and and. Um, uh, and uh, you harvest, uh, and that 's where you get the uh, church uh, planted. Um, but uh, we need to have entry strategy when we first we need to find the empty field uh, where there is no gospel uh, reached, and church is not planted and there is no Christian. Once you find the empty field, then you have to find the ways to enter uh, to the uh, empty field in the community when you say empty field is a village or community uh, where there is no church and no christian and gospel is not reached and uh, we identify that uh, with the help of uh, network of church planters uh, uh, that we are uh, working and partnering with and uh, we pray and uh, uh, we find uh, ways to enter uh, to that uh, place uh, through uh, different ways, you know, finding relatives or friends. One of the ways that uh, we have been successful and uh, we are doing is, you know, Nepal is so much in need, you know, lots of people are poor and it's still a developing country, and when we go to the communities, You find people suffering and uh, poverty and all the, you know, uh, kind of uh, community needs. And, uh, well, sometimes when you take the uh, good news, you know, uh, of love of God, it is difficult to share the good news uh, without demonstrating it. So um, we actually uh, have projects like the Drinking Water Project and... um, Uh, We have toilet project, we have uh, wash, we call it wash project or livelihood project. Uh, Wash is water, sanitation and health and uh, also livelihood projects uh, that uh, we help uh, with uh, agriculture, uh, farming, uh, you know, uh, technique. And also we have literacy program and health programs. So small projects uh, and programs we take and help them. Uh, in their nears. And uh, with this, it helps us to really, uh, you know, break the barrier and wall and uh, enter the place. Uh, And uh, actually, before we even share the gospel in words, and we have you know, demonstrated uh, the love of God and the good news in action. And when uh, we have done that, it is so much easier to share the gospel because the barren land has been broken, the bridge has been there, and uh, it helps us to develop the relationship. And uh, when we uh, often say, uh, you know, uh, while the iron is still very hot and heated, that's the time you hit hard, you know, and no matter how uh, strong uh, the iron is, you can still, you know, you know uh, speak uh, with the word of God and uh, I think so people will uh, accept the Jesus. And uh, uh, while we uh, plow the ground and there's a team who show the seed of the gospel and there are uh, so much, uh, you know, uh, people accepting Christ, and uh, that is very
0: uh, I- we found that is very effective really yeah yeah, yeah. fantastic so just gives a uh, an idea of scale a little bit. you said there 's about two hundred churches now, so I assume that they vary in size, do they yes yeah, yes. so um, what kind of they' have you know are some of them quite big churches yes. or some of them quite big churches now yes, yeah, fantastic um, actually uh,
2: yeah, uh, when we say two hundred churches, uh, yeah, definitely it's more than two hundred uh, churches. Is uh, actually it's a movement going around the country, and uh, almost uh, we lost uh, control of you know counting them, okay. uh, and we don't really bother to keep records of them. it just sure, keep sure. Uh, keep growing, yeah. and uh, basically uh, the it, the churches are growing. Uh, you know uh, as soon as uh, you know six and seven family members gather, uh, then the churches is formed, and uh, some are very new uh, with a few uh, family members. some are uh, you know is growing uh, spontaneously uh, with a big number, almost like uh, revival is taking place in many parts of the country in the villages. It's just that we don't see in the YouTube uh, and the social media or in the news, um, but God is working in that part of the world. And in one uh, village alone, there are over 500 people worshipping, and the church keeps growing and uh, growing, and they keep expanding. And uh, it's just almost whole village
0: is turning to Christ, yeah. Fantastic. I mean, to say that, I don't know if you picked up from the video, I saw it last night, to think that there was no meaningful Christian church in Nepal until 1950 is quite staggering to see the kind of move that's happened since then. It's quite staggering that that was the case, but it's quite staggering what God is raising up and what God is doing. So, Bob, why don't you tell us a couple of of, uh, encouraging stories that, um, yeah to inspire people. I'm sure they're inspired already, but a couple of encouraging stories um, that you can just, that's representative of what God is doing there. Yeah, Uh, Thank you.
2: Already, uh, the video uh, has uh, uh, spoken and video tells quite a lot of uh, stories, and there are a number of uh, stories, and uh, even my story tells you so much that how one gospel track can change somebody's life and the family, the nation. And now uh, I am also um, ministering and uh, um, working in a place called Cambodia. So it is the story of how one uh, you know, man of obedience, willing to climb... The mountains and uh, reaching out the mm-hmm. village, and uh, one response uh, to the gospel um, and uh, faithfulness of and obedience of God's calling can change the whole story about the nations and the villages and the people's lives. is lords' and laws of lives are. Chains and churches are planted. Already, this is a tremendous story, actually. And uh, <clears throat> um, there are lots of uh, good stories uh, to share, uh, but a couple of uh, stories is in that uh, picture that you have seen where uh, 500 people are worshipping, just about uh, five uh, years. Uh, or 10 years back, I think. Uh, the church was very small and worshipping under the uh, temporary roof. And, um, uh, and now it's just the, uh, everybody, uh, people around the uh, area are coming there to experience the revival. And uh, actually when people come to Nepal from this part of the world, some of them are coming to experience Hinduism and Buddhism, but I think um, uh, the revival is taking place in the local church uh, where uh, people are coming to experience, you know, uh, God, you know, Jesus uh, in the churches also. And uh, one of the stories is that uh, one man who was a witch doctor uh, and uh, Sham- you call it Shami, uh, you know Shami's. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was against Christianity actually, and uh, he almost persecuted uh, Christians. And somehow his wife uh, got sick, and uh, she could not be healed. Uh, even she had a treatment in the hospital. So. They were tired of uh, treatment and she could not get healed. So, all of a sudden, he remembered the Christian God. He said, I will try the Christian God. And uh, uh, he took his wife to a church, a local church, where uh, she was prayed. You know, the Christians there in the church prayed. Uh, and suddenly, she got healed. Wow. And uh, because you. of that, uh, he and his wife and uh, uh, his family uh, accepted Jesus. You know, they came to Christ, Fantastic. and not only they came to Christ. Uh, he gave up. You know, he burned all the instruments, uh, their witchcraft uh, um, items. He burned out, and uh, and uh, they 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 came to uh, they came they, they became Christian. And not only they became Christian, he he is now pastoring. A uh, local church there fantastic. also, you know. Yeah, uh, fantastic. He's a pastor in local church. Is are lords and lords of stories are there. I can't share in this uh, short sure, time, sure. but there are stories like that that God is
0: working. Yeah. Fantastic. And you hinted, you mentioned that um, the work is now spreading beyond Nepal. Yeah. Do you want to just say a little bit about uh, how that is happening? Uh,
2: yeah, it's a very interesting journey, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, It's an exciting um, journey when you journey with God and when you uh, walk with God uh, in faith and uh, respond to his calling. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, Actually, sometimes uh, you don't know how it ends up. It is just um, very adventurous, really. Uh, So it's like um, I have started to minister to my parents and my village and my country and by the time i thought oh maybe i'm done you know uh, i have done enough uh, so maybe i should now slow down a little bit because uh, i you know i i, I walked i worked hard i had a lot of um, you know uh, struggles and um well, in a good sense, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was born out, and I, I was tired. I said, I think that's it. I will uh, slow down and stop, or maybe even early retirement or something, I was thinking. And it's like God said, no, I'm not done with you, uh, because <laughs> he opened uh, another door uh, beyond my country in Nepal. So I'm working, already said I'm working in Cambodia, Uh, So, 10, 15 years, uh, or more than 15 years ago, uh, we had empty hand. we had no tools, no knowledge, no experience, nothing. We didn't have much to give it away because we were learning. But in this journey, journey, we experience a lot, and uh, we learn a lot, and uh, we have now tools and confidence, and uh, we have, uh, you know, uh, I feel like we have something to give it away. And uh, it is... Uh, in that uh, uh, sense, um, when God, um, you know, opens a door uh, in Cambodia, I was sharing with Phil and Wendy how uh, God even showed me in the dream. Uh, And only I realized when I was in Cambodia that God showed me the places and the people exactly that I would be ministering to. Um, So um, so, yeah, when God opened the door uh, for over, uh, beyond Nepal, uh, so I was uh, saying myself, okay, so what I have learned and experienced and uh, the knowledge uh, that I gain, and the tools that we have used, I mean, now we are ready to give it away. And uh, if God uses us in other places, uh, we want to, you know, pass it on. You know, we want to give it away as much as I can. I don't want to take and bury with me in the tomb, you know. (laughs) Uh, So that's what God is doing, really. And we are introducing our church planting model in Cambodia. And uh, already uh, there is a church planting movement going on already over 30, I think 20. 25 or 30 churches got planted and uh, uh, the movement is going there also. So it's 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 growing uh, from Nepal to Cambodia. And what next? I don't know. Fantastic.
0: That's really good. So um, we'll pray for you in a moment. Just give us a couple of things. Obviously, there's probably a lot of things we could pray for, but if there's two things that would be good to pray for you around this time in what God has called you to do, how can we pray for you?
2: Well, firstly, uh, yes, uh, I would like to say thank you again for your prayer and support, and we need you, and we need all friends all over uh, the world. Uh, And uh, because of uh, you know God's opening door in other countries beyond Nepal, and uh, there's a tremendous, uh, tremendous need of resources and. Everywhere I see in Cambodia is a great harvest field, but the mm-hmm. workers are few. And uh, I think we have resources, but uh, we just have to mobilize those resources in yeah, a yeah. good way. And I please pray for uh, me and my family uh, for, uh, well, um, I need good health and protection yeah, from yeah. God uh, yeah. to be able to travel and do what I uh, want to do uh, in Nepal and other countries and also more importantly I would like to request you to pray uh, uh, to uh, pray for the work uh, in Cambodia mm-hmm. and we need uh, more trainings, we need more child planters there and uh, we need more uh, resources.
0: Thank yeah, you. Fantastic. Now That's good. be good to pray for Bob wouldn't it? And, um and it's very exciting anyway, but it'd be great to see that to multiply, not putting any pressure on you. But we want to pray for your health and those resources and the, the work keeps spreading. It's very exciting, isn't it? And I think it's great for us, as a church, to feel as if we're investing in something like this. So I'm delighted that you could come and share this in person. I think this is, this is fantastic. So, um, so shall we pray for Bob? That'll be good. We'll pray for you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We do thank you for Bob, Lord. We thank you for bringing him here. We thank you, Lord, that we have this just privilege of meeting him, hearing about what you're doing in Nepal over these few decades, and we thank you, Lord, that we can play a small part in encouraging, in supporting, uh, in inspiring, standing with him, praying for him. And Father, we we thank you for his just wonderful story of how he came to know you, Lord. It's just amazing how you do this, your dancing hand, the way in which you choose people then to go and bear fruit, and those people are bearing fruit. And Father, we pray that this man, Lord, we pray for encouragement, Lord, we pray um, he'll never get discouraged, Lord God. Sometimes we get disappointed, we pray he'll never get discouraged, Lord. We do pray for encouragement for him. And for his team, we pray, Lord, for great relationships and fellowship amongst all these church planters. Uh, they'll be at one, Lord. They'll be supportive of each other. They'll be encouraged by each other. And Father, we pray for Bob, Lord. We pray for his health, Lord. We pray for his health, Lord. You've uh, determined that he's not retiring yet. And we do pray that you would keep him in good health, Lord, and good energy. Father, we thank you that your word says that your yoke is easy, your burden is light. Father, we pray that he doesn't take on burdens that are not from you, uh, responsibilities that are not from you, Lord, but he would walk freely, Lord, uh, in the path that you have for him, a straight path, Lord. We pray that he'll be a straight path for him. Um, And, uh, Father, we do pray that these opportunities will increase, Lord God, these these people, these church planters that are sent out. Father, we pray very quickly they'll find places of peace, people of peace, uh, opportunities, that the work will multiply, Lord God. We, we do thank you that you're ministering in this area. Uh, we pray for Cambodia, for similar things, and any other nation that you call him to, Lord. We pray that you protect his family, Lord, his daughter uh, and his wife. And as he travels around the UK over these next few weeks, just build some new relationships with people that are going to be blessing a blessing to him for many years, Lord. So we do thank you for his time with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now one thing one i thing 'd like to do just as we finish, and I think I, I mentioned this to Bob, is that um, I was greatly excited by um, obviously his dad gave him the tract, even though he didn 't know what the tract was about, which is quite humorous isn 't it so he wanted Bob to learn to read, so he gave him this tract but it was just wonderful here how, from then on, after Bob became a Christian, that many of his family became Christians, many of his family became Christians, so I thought it 'd be really nice if Bob would pray for us today, for those of you who are really keen for family members to come to know the Lord, that, uh, that somehow that, you know, God knows how to pass things on and, and we know that God is at work, but something of God's anointing would pass on. It's not as if we got to go and be in your face with people or our family members very quickly, but I'm sure I know that on people's hearts are family members and it'd be good for Bob to pray for us, wouldn't it, this morning. Is that Okay concerning that so if that relates to you why don't why don't you stand if that's something that's on your heart and um, and um, barb if you'll pray for us pray for the holy spirit will be working our family members that many over these next few years will that are represented here will come to know the lord
2: hmm. father god thank you for this great opportunity to come over this country and minister and share your stories. It is your story. You are amazing God, and you are true and living God. And thank you for what you have been doing around the world, and thank you for all the stories I have been able to share, what you have done in my country. And Lord, what you have done in that country, where I come from. What you have done in that little village, in the middle of nowhere, in the mountain village. And what you have done in my life, and through my life, and my family, you can do it here, in this country, through this, all your children, that I can see standing in front of you I pray each one of them who are standing right now Lord I pray for the spirit of anointing upon them bless them anoint them use them I pray for a breakthrough in their life. I pray for spiritual breakthrough in their family. In the name of Jesus, I remove all kind of anxiety, fear, worries. If some of them are struggling to discern your will, your plan and purpose in their life. I remove the confusion. Give them clarity of mind and thoughts. Pour out your spirit into their heart, Lord Jesus. Help them to step up with the faith. Give them more faith. I pray for this nation and pray for this encounter church in Shelyuk. Really, Lord, I pray that you will use this church where people will come and encounter you, Lord Jesus. May people come from this area to experience and encounter you, Lord Jesus. We need you. As much as you have sent people from this part of the world, from this country to different parts of the world with the gospel. And we need your work and we need your revival in this country. In this church, and you can use this, men and women of God, your children, mightily. Lord, I declare and I bring the spirit of revival from my country to this church, to this country. Once again, you bless, anoint, and use, and Lord, may you be glorified by these brothers and sisters standing right now. May you be glorified in this church, by this church, through this church. I bless. Pastor Phil and the leadership team, and the pastors, and all the members of the congregation, even who are now watching online. Bless all of them, Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name I
0: pray. Amen. 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 Let's show our appreciation to Barbara. It's great to have you here. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh,
2: When I came, I didn't know what to bring. I think there's uh, uh, not much uh, except. Uh, I want to say a big thank you on behalf of me, my family, and my ministry uh, team in Nepal and from my country. And I thought I should uh, pass on something to you, uh, which you will, which will help you to oh, we'll remember up, yeah. and pray my country. Sure. Uh, I want to open this for you and show it and pass it on. I need to fill if that is okay
0: Yes Of course yes